Hello there, welcome to another episode of Stuttering is Cool. My name is Danny, coming to you from quite a mild Toronto. <laughs> we're having unseasonably warm weather. Uh, usually we're supposed to have snow and we're supposed to have cold. <laughs> so today it rained and uh, it was actually plus six Celsius, so it wasn't too bad. You're probably hearing some pages being flipped right here because um, I'll be reading from my job search notebook that I have written what I'm going to talk about in this episode. Uh, finally, I've been talking about it for quite some time. So finally, I can uh, share with you all of my tips, my job search tips that I picked up these last two years of unemployment. Now, first, I want to say most Actually, all of these tips come from two books that really helped to help me. The first one um, called um, uh, 48 Days to the Work You Love. Fortunately, I don't remember the author, but you'll find it online. Uh, just do a search. I know there's a website, 48days.com, and there's a podcast. Fantastic, fantastic book. It, ta- it talks about, excuse me while I take some, take a drink talks about um, how in a nutshell and I'm putting it very very lightly here uh, we all have to be proactive in our job search and how we're moving back towards the times of or at least here in North America everyone's becoming an entrepreneur you know um, you know you can't rely on corporations no to hire so it's very important <laughs> to be extremely proactive in your job search, particularly if you're planning on working in a corporation. Uh, the other book that I can so recommend is What Color Is Your Parachute? Again, I don't have the author's name on my head, but a Google search will find you plenty of websites that talk about this amazing book. Um, nice and thick, talks about everything it has great um, activities for you to figure out what job you want to get if you need to uh, you know if you if you're looking at a career change you know it even talks about how to combine your interests and create a new job for yourself and using networking to get that job so fantastic books highly recommended get yourself a copy or go to to the library for sure they'll have those books i highly recommend if there's anyone that would say read first you know i guess uh, the first one um sorry the second one uh, what color is your parachute if you're already in a job and you're stuck in a rut then i would say maybe the 48 days one first however either one is fine uh the most important aspect is that either book is positive it really makes things positive. Job search is a very hard thing to go through, especially when you keep getting rejected. And you will get rejected. That's one thing that you need to understand and accept and face. <clears throat> especially if it's going on for a long time like me. I went through a very bad I went through a couple of bad phases and even near the end of my unemployment. Now, you don't see the end. (laughs) 
but I just got so depressed. It's so sad. So that's why you have to be proactive and, you know, feeling sad and, you know, you even tend to feel helpless too. And it doesn't help to have a stutter as well. <laughs> you know, it, it adds to the challenge. But first and foremost, I want to say, do not make that an excuse. Do not make that a crutch. Do not assume that you're not going to find work because you stutter. Because all employees care, all employers care about is if you could do the job or not. The, uh, we're living in more enlightened days here in North America. I don't know about the rest of the world. I'm assuming in all well, the English speaking world for sure. Um, we are in enlightened times, more enlightened times. Co corporations especially are falling over themselves trying to trying to show the world that they hire, that they believe in diversity. So hiring, you know, people from many different ethnic backgrounds, they call themselves visible minorities. They're not minorities anymore. <laughs> and hiring people with disabilities. So you can use that to your advantage, especially if your stuttering is severe. You know, whether you call it a disability or not, you know, when you're job searching, you put, you use every every advantage that you can to have you get that job. So put all of your hang-ups about stuttering aside and get that job that you want. full of tips I'm gonna go through I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn through these really fast because I'm trying to make my episode short as possible this is actually my second take <laughs> the first one I had to the first one I had to scrap because I was speaking too close to the microphone and it just made for bad audio so I hope it's not happening now and I'm gonna drink my water so um, with your stuttering I'm going to jump a bit. I have um, have a section. Um, I'll tell you what my sections are. Uh, resume, cover letter, job interview, follow-up thank you letters, and something called before you start, which I have at the end. <laughs> so I think what I'll do is I'll do my before you start thing now since I touched on networking events. So before you start, and I touched on the stuttering, I have eight tips. First one, desensitize yourself with your stuttering. Get over it, move on, deal with your stuttering. If you're not able to get if you're not able to get speech therapy, okay, seek out a support group. There are tons of support groups all over the internet, all over Facebook. Stuttersocial.com, it's video group video chats. Okay. Um you know, get out, do put yourself in speaking situations. Don't expect night and day. 
you know, the next day you're all desensitized. It takes time. Everything takes time, just like getting a job. It took me two, two years to get my job. <laughs> takes some people a month, some people six months, some people three months. But you need to be patient and you need to believe in yourself and get yourself a support group. I firmly believe you need speech therapy, a support group, and you got to do the work yourself. Do the suffering. You cannot advance or grow without suffering. You cannot desensitize without suffering. Just do it. Number two, network. Network, network, network. Get yourself out there. Network. Learn to disclose your stuttering when you're meeting people. Now, by networking, uh, the books talk about this. This is everything from going to meetup events about you know, these industry events, um, conferences, LinkedIn, the website, it's a, it's a networking site. It is not a resume site. Get over it. <laughs> it's not a resume site. I will talk more about networking. Uh, let's move to number three. Social media. We're in the social media world. This makes it very easy to connect with people. Networking. But you still need to meet in person. Networking. So social media, meaning uh, on LinkedIn, for example, you have your groups. It's a groups feature. You know, of people in your industry, um, you can show yourself as an expert. You know, you answer people people's questions. You say, "Oh, I know that." Um, social media is another way. You know, Twitter is another way to meet with other people in your industry and connect with them. Uh, talking about your topic, sharing your links. Uh, your links, meaning links that you found on the internet, not necessarily your links, but you can share those too. You have a blog, write a blog about the top, about your the, the work that you do, that you're that you're that you're looking for. If it's a new career, start up a blog about the new career, how you're learning about the new career. Um, having you know, you can have a free blog, or you can register your own domain. They're very cheap. Bluehost, the hosting company that hosts uh, stutter, stuttering is cool six bucks a month um, or you can go for a free solution you won't have your own domain name but whatever uh, get yourself a domain name your name I I, I mean um, because your Google sorry your digital footprint which is base a uh, fancy term for the search results when an employer Googles your name it will happen that's what they're doing it happened to me and you know, having your own domain makes sure that your stuff comes up. So if there's someone else with your name, you know, what if they have questionable content? They'll think it's you. So read up, read up on that. You know, speaking of Google, Google is your best friend in job search. Uh, like I said, everything that I'm talking about in this episode, it's only the high level stuff. So I'm not getting into detail. Google everything and read various perspectives you're gonna get a lot of junk just like any other topic like stuttering uh but you'll know you'll know if you know if you see things from say ehow.com or about.com those are usually spot on i've i've used them in every step of the job interview i had gone into google to see what i would know what what pieces of advice I could find. I will speak more about that later on. 
social media, you have all these tools. If you're a photographer, tons of photography tools. Interior designer, interior decorator, people are talking. Google, Pinterest, and resume. Using Pinterest to tell your story. Um, if you're a writer, blog. If you are a designer, you know, graphic designer. Uh, another thing about networking, I don't have it written down here, but volunteer. You can volunteer your time. Great way to network because you're doing work for them and they're already seeing what your style of work is. So it's very easy to hire you after that. Uh, you know, you can even volunteer at conferences. So don't knock it. Don't think, oh, I'm just going to be standing there. You got to be proactive. Okay, you'll be standing there, but you can finagle your way in or, you know, say hi to everybody and, you know, find out who the organizers are. Maybe ask them how you can be involved the following year. Just you got to put yourself in front of people, even speak at events. There's a lot of free um, conferences out there. Google and and you'll find it. Uh, number five, look for networking events, Twitter meetups, other social network meetups, online chats even uh you'll always find it maybe there's an online chat about your industry and your and it's all through twitter you know um and 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 most often they'll have their own website and they'll have instructions how to participate twitter meetups are great because uh, when you go onto twitter and you make friends with a few people or you're not even friends you're just lurking and you say oh they're meeting in my city my town Go ahead. Don't wor don't worry about. It. Remember, it's more practice for desensitization, more practice for uh, disclosing your uh, your stuttering. What helped me was because I was looking for work in social media, so my podcast always helped, and they found and they found it to be a very interesting thing. So maybe you could do the same thing. Start up a blog about stuttering. I know. So when they ask, so what do you do? You could throw in I stutter as well. And this is my blog. And it'll put you in a, in, in a positive light. I know it's scary. The idea of walking into a room of strangers, especially for someone who stutters. But a lot of people who don't stutter have social anxiety. So if they could do it, if I could do it, <laughs> you can do it too. Um, but like I said, baby steps. And sometimes not all networking events, you know, work out the you know the the best way. But network, network, network. And if you're gonna go networking, you get yourself a business business card. There are a ton of websites that gives you. I mean, you don't even have to worry about hiring a designer. They'll have templates for you. Um, you know, Google. You know, cheap business cards or whatever. Vista Print is one. Uh, there's a bunch of others I don't remember. Moo.com is a cool one. Check it out. I talked about setting up a LinkedIn account. It is not a copy of your resume. You have a profile. People think it's a resume, but it is not. It's a profile to give a summary of your work history. I will get into the resume later. Uh, first, I want to say um, because it's a summary of your work history and your volunteer history and a bunch of other stuff. It's a it's it's a summary because 
nobody reads thoroughly on 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 a screen people will and by people i mean hiring managers they have like 200 resumes to go through they're not going to read every single linkedin profile like every every single word on a linkedin profile they're going to skim through it so make it skimmable skimmable <laughs> skimmable skimmable <laughs> and use a lot of keywords the keywords that the industry uses and keep lines short number eight finally create content on social media with as many or as little tools and mediums as you like so this goes back to what i was talking about earlier in point number three about social media makes it easy to connect with people you know when you create content whether it's twitter a blog pinterest your photos videos you're putting yourself out there you're you know even with your stuttering even better and 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 you you're projecting yourself like like people will see that you're an expert in in a topic and that provides further proof for your resume you can even put that on your resume i have stuttering is cool on my resume because i'm looking for work uh, i was looking for work in social media and as well as stutter social i mean that's all social media stuff and that gives me proof to say yeah look at the results of my um uh labors <laughs> so be sure to keep on top of them on a consistent and regular basis so if you're blogging make sure you blog once or twice a week and 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 it's quality stuff that you're put excuse me that you're putting out if it's a video series you know make sure it's quality stuff um you know and become an expert on a topic i can't stop saying that enough so let's do a time check i have 17 minutes here oh boy okay let's try to do this in 10 minutes <laughs> your resume tailor your resume to the job description or company don't create one and then use that for everything because because the re the reason is imagine you're looking through 200 resumes you're gonna get to, you're gonna you're gonna start skim skimming and today employers are looking for an exact fit because they need someone who could do a b and c and they're not going to hire like they no longer hire people who can do a or can do a and c and not b okay maybe we'll train them they're not going to pay the money for it sometimes you know they just need someone now you know they they want someone who could hit the ground running not need to be trained not need to take a long time to learn the ropes so you have to make sure your resume screams the job description you know use their terms if like for example for me social media um, a lot of times they said consumer generated content or they said i think it was social communications like nobody says that but this job description did so i had to you know change my resume a bit to fit it or or some jobs were more writing than social media strategy so i had to show how my entire work history was all catered towards writing you know there was one that had a training aspect in addition to the social media stuff so i had to add how i train staff even though i ne never had a formal position in training staff but i did there were times in my previous history uh, previous work history that i had to train 
employers who are going to be my backup or train employers on a specific tool. Did I say employers? I meant employees. <laughs> Make sure your resume has keywords and use their language. So I already mentioned that. Your resume should reflect results. So don't just say I uh, was data entry and I filled out data. You have to say thing. You have you have to show a result. So for example, um, you know one aspect is um, web analytics. I you know would download the stats, the traffic stats, how many people went to our site. So I wrote something like you know I downloaded stats and I. Um, uh, downloaded stats uh, revealed a 30% increase in traffic and 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 identified um, high traffic areas of the website to advertise for a promotion or something like that do a google search on pars p a r s it's it's a very effective and quick way to write up a resume and it talks about this whole uh, your resume should reflect results cannot recommend it enough that's your third recommendation you know the first two were the books pars is the second one and then there's star for uh, job interviews so that's fourth include links to your stuff on social media i mentioned that number five have a version in word oh have a version of your resume in word format because some places they only accept word documents online uh plain text and if you like a PDF, so I have mine's in PDF format, so I have to make sure I have Word and text. And it's very important to have keywords because screen readers, <laughs> computers are reading resumes and cover letters, not humans for the most part. And or they'll just run it through a computer. And okay, so after 200 resumes, only 77 of them had these keywords. So that's why it's important to use the same keywords that they do. Why? Because HR people may not understand the tech department, you know, their needs for a, for a job, for fulfilling the job. And what I was told uh, from a career counselor that her theory was, you know, there's, there's, there's a discommunication between HR people and the and the hiring managers because the hiring managers ask them ask the hiring ask the hr people to write up the job description so they have to describe to them what they need and the hr managers have to search the web for samples of job descriptions and that's why all these job descriptions list seem to list every single software package and computer programming language ever because <laughs> they just don't know Okay, I talked about LinkedIn account should not be a copy of your resume. And how to number seven, how to mention stuttering on your resume. This is the last one in this uh, section. So I mentioned how I list stuttering is cool and stutter social on my resume. You can, uh, if you don't have, well, I mean, they're related because that's social media work. If you're not looking for social media work, but you want to mention your stuttering, you could say, hey, um, member of Toastmasters, doesn't really mention stuttering, but you could say if you're in the States and you're a chapter leader of the NSA, maybe you, you know, that's what, that's what I mean, like your volunteer work. Um, you know, if you have your social media stuff, you could say I'm also an author of a blog about stuttering. Always good to use a positive spin 
uh, especially when you're in social media, no negative stuff. Even if it's your Facebook page and you have it set to private, now your security's up because your network are your friends. And if they and if they ever need, like if they're ever if, if they're ever approached at work, hey, do you know anybody who could do this job? And you're the one that could do it. They might say, well, they're a little angry. <laughs> Okay, moving on to cover letter, I have three tips. So just like the resume, uh, show how you fit the job description. No need to write for each and every item listed in the job description. You know how you have ones that span like two or three pages, small type, thousands of things they want. Just what I did was I picked up the gist of what they need you to do. Usually it's two or three things. Sometimes they even... As they say something like this job position, um, I don't know, oversees three main things. If they don't say that, you can say just pick out the gist of what they need you to do. It's like, okay, so it looks like I'm in charge of social media strategy, I'm training people, and there's an area, this bunch of stuff seems to talk about, I don't know, we'll say graphic design or, you know, or, or you know, pulling um no we'll we'll say pulling web stats so you write to that and you have to keep it short to cover letters it's hard to do that but remember they are scanning so keywords 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 and start the cover letter with dear hiring manager that's what i was told so i did it um i did not start with good morning that's what I did in the beginning. But now I do Dear Hiring Manager. Okay, job interview. This one has 11. Research the company. This will impress them and show that you are enthusiastic. I had a job interview where I went through, as part of my preparation, their blog, uh, their website. There's an About Us page. That's golden, golden stuff. The About Us page, they usually talk about what their environmental initiatives are, their community work. That provides great fodder when they ask you, what do you know about us? Well, I know you are the number one uh, financial company in the country and you are this and this and this. <laughs> Even when they ask questions like, why do you want to work for us? You can always also add in addition to your answer of why you want to work for them is, and, you know, and, you know, I mean, truthfully, if, you know, like, let's say they do environmental work and you are very passionate in the environment, you can say, and I also like your environmental work. Uh, when you research the company, you can also, again, Google is your friend. Up, you know, you can... Um, Sorry, I'm scrambling my brain. You could read up on press releases. You could search for press releases on the company, you know, because they might even ask, you know, hey, there is a crisis going on. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, they can ask about current events regard with regards to the company, which is what I just said. Um, you know, be prepared to answer questions like how would you improve our... So if it's a social media position, how would you improve our social media you better delve into their social media channels because <laughs> it could help you and 
again, doing the work, the re the research will show that you're enthusiastic, and that's and that and that and that was a lot of. Um, sorry, there were a lot of stats about how employers hired the one that were enthusiastic. Number two, write your answers down and practice them or think up as many questions as you can that do you think you'll be asked and write your answers down. This is before the interview. So you have the interview. It's like four days from now or two days from now. Sometimes I had interviews the next day and I'd be like, can, you, can, we, can we move it? I can't make it that day just to give me some extra time. So I'm writing questions down like those tough ones. Why do you want to work for us? Tell us about yourself, your strengths and weaknesses. Why should we hire you? A great book, recommendation number five, 101 Toughest Interview Questions. And you practice your answers. Don't don't memorize, just so you know your answers. And a lot of times, you know, they're not going to ask you those questions, but you could use that studying, that fodder, for other questions that come up, and you won't be caught off guard. You'll seem more confident, more at ease, more put together. And a good practice is to write a job journal and write down things like that. You can write in your job journal thing, even when you're employed, especially when you're employed. And, you know, you write down what the project was, what happened, how you got there, the actions you took. You know, it's back to that parse thing, the project, the action, the results. Um, and that keeps things fresh. Um, like, for example, I'm going for an interview. I have to remember things from two years ago. <laughs> so I would just consult my book. Oh, yeah, I remember that day that this happened. And that makes great fodder. So again, P-A-R-S, Google it. That question, tell me about yourself, tailor it to the job description. So if it's if you're a communicator and it's a writing, um, or maybe it's all... Wait, I'm not sure how to word this. Um, if it's a position that is a web design position, don't talk about your social media. Or, no, wait, I'm not explaining this right. You know what? Ignore me. Tailor it to the job description. Uh, that way, it's like they get that first-hand knowledge of, oh, this guy can do the three things, the three gists that I talked about in the job description. I'm, you know, from the top of my head, I have an extensive history in web design. I have an extensive history, um, you know, where I also pull stats and I enjoy social media in my spare time by producing a podcast about it. Um, it, pl it plants that idea that this guy has everything that we're looking for. But also mention other things about yourself. Maybe you want to mention an interest or two if it calls for it. So, okay, number four, come with a list of questions. Shows that you're prepared, you're enthusiastic, and you're professional. There's not to be a lot of list of questions, just a few. Because a lot of times interviews take an hour and interviewers don't have the time. And I ended up having like five, five minutes to ask questions and I didn't get all my questions asked. Number five, pay attention to the details of how you dress, especially if you say, I have paid strong attention to detail. Uh, guys, <laughs> fellow guys, women know about shoes. 
women notice shoes, guys don't. Shine your shoes, make sure they're in good shape. And look that up too, about dressing for an interview. Number six, smile when you see them. Maintain eye contact. Remember, notice their eye color if you're having a, having a hard time. And give them a firm handshake. When you're, when you're waiting in the waiting room, um, sometimes the HR person you know, will be asked, how did that person, how did the candidate spend their time? Did you just sit there and do nothing? Or did you keep yourself busy and look at your notes and such? So keep yourself busy as you wait. Number seven, speak clearly, enunciate. Keep your answers between 20 seconds and two minutes. 20 sec if it's below 20 seconds, much too short. Above 20 minutes, you're rambling and you can come across as it's all about you. If you tend to speak with, oh, and don't worry about the stuttering part, like if it does take you two minutes. <laughs> if you tend to speak with your hands, make sure you don't raise them above your chest because that implies aggressiveness. Number nine, I mentioned maintaining eye contact uh, because if you don't, it implies you're lying. Number 10, disclose your stuttering. <clears throat> I've talked about this before, but before I was all for disclosing, now I'm not <laughs> for disclosing. Uh, and I know people have their own opinions. Just remember that when you disclose your stuttering in an interview, when you just walk in and you say, by the way, before we begin, I stutter, you're shifting the focus to yourself. And the job position is all about them. And there's other ways to disclose your stuttering in a job interview. You can always wait till a stutter happens and then you can say, oh, that's just me stuttering, ha ha. Interviews and finally interviews with vice presidents are high level. So if you get that second or third interview and you're speaking with the vice president, uh, they, all, they only want to know how you will grow the company or, or benefit his or her team. So again, Google is your friend. This is where I found out when I had a third interview at, at a company with a VP. Uh, there are many posts out there on the internet with advice about how to ace each step of the interview. I swear, you type, this is what I did. I typed second interview advice, second interview advice, third interview advice, VP interview. So you talk about your goals in the interview with the VP. Okay, follow-up thank you letters is the final one, and I have two pieces of, uh, pieces of advice. I'd, I'd, the first one, I address them as Mr. or Ms. to keep it professional. And uh, hmm. do you send a letter, post a letter? Do you write a card? Do you write a card right after your interview when you're in the lobby of the building and you just give it to the security guard and they'll bring it to them? you send an email you're going you're going to find blog posts talking about each one i prefer email then again my position is the meaning the work that i look for is digital so i i craft it when i come home and i email it the following morning and that means if you do email, you're going to have to hunt down for the email address or you can even ask them. Sometimes if it's very easy to ask in the interview, ask for the business card or you ask the uh, HR manager who contacted you.
sometimes you could track it down on Google. Another thing you could do is if you're if you happen to be speaking with a VP, sometimes no, you actually actually usually they're even listed on uh, the website under the executive summary or in press releases. I don't recommend LinkedIn. Contacting them on LinkedIn, <laughs> it's a little creepy, and it's unnerving. Follow-up thank you letters after a job interview is great because it's your chance to mention anything you might have missed in the interview, as well as highlight how you are the best fit. Again, to keep this episode short and to leave it in the hands of the experts, Google it. <laughs> um, again, you want to keep it short and you want to keep it conversational and you want to keep it positive and you show your enthusiasm and do not copy and paste from Google. You will find fantastic samples that speak everything that you ever wanted to say. Not a good thing to do because they will search. <laughs> I've heard of stories. They will grab a phrase and from your thank you letter, place into Google with quotes and it will come up. So use what you find in Google as a guide. And I think that is it. So good luck. And I should talk about how to keep yourself positive because it is difficult. It is very, very difficult. You have to understand that it's not you. It will get diff um, you will be rejected. Having that one job interview, your first job interview doesn't mean necessarily mean you're going to get the job. Doesn't mean you won't, but a highly chance that you won't accept it. See the positive side of things. The more interviews you have, the better you will become. Holy Max, how different I am now from when I first started. And just, again, support groups for people looking for work. You got to be proactive and keep yourself busy. Keep yourself producing content and read those books and... If you cannot get past the whole stuttering thing and you real, really think you'll never get work, then you need to get speech therapy. You need to learn how to control your stutter. You need to know how to survive because you're on... Actually, actually, actually we all are. It's not just you. It's even fluent people who are having major difficulty finding work. No one, no one is going to help each other. So I feel very lucky, extremely lucky to have this position that I got. And it took a long time to get. And jobs come and go. And they will come and go. This job will go one day. And you just got to keep on networking. And keep on desensitizing. And don't be a victim of your stuttering you gotta fight that's the way life is life is a struggle accept it
there are people with far worse things than you are, than me, than everybody. Ciao.